some of the stuff that's on the buffet lining, God's will is all good. Now, we may not always like it in the flesh. And the flesh might resist it. And the flesh might say no to it. But how do you know that sometimes uh, what's on that buffet line, it's good for you, especially if it's on God's buffet line. And uh, there's kids that may not like vegetables, but vegetables are good for you. Now, I'm a vegetable-eating freak, man. I, I, eat, I eat vegetables like, uh, like they're fixing to be done away with. And uh, that's, that's pretty much how I live. I live off of vegetables for, for the most part. And, but there's other people that they just don't eat vegetables. And, uh, and, and it's like, I don't want that. And we can't treat God's will like that in our life. As a matter of fact, if we really will open our hearts and really just be willing to just dive in and say, God, it's all or nothing. And, and honestly, that's where it needs to be. It's all or nothing. It's like, God, we, I got to have all of you. And, uh, and the Bible tells us that in our life, if we don't watch it, uh, we've, we, can, we can grow cold or we can grow uh, warm or lukewarm. And the Bible says that he, he, it grosses God out. He'll spew out the lukewarm. He wants us to be hot, red hot. That means all in with him. Isn't that right? And by the way, that's New Testament. And, and, and so, you know, there's a lot of people that justify things in their life, and we, we need to make sure that we don't, we don't do that. So I want to start off with, a, with our message title for the day, and, and it's this, for this, this, this uh, uh, message that I'm doing today, and it's experiencing, experiencing the best. Uh, if, you, if you're going to experience the best in your life, you're going to have to function within the will of God. And that's just the bottom line. And there might be some good things just because of where you're born. Just because we're in America, there are good things that we all experience because we live in a one nation that's still under God. And, and, and we live here and we're blessed because we still are a nation that, for the most part, are pursuing God. And there's a blessing upon our nation because of that. Isn't that true? And so everybody in America are experiencing uh, the blessing of God that's poured upon the just and the unjust. And, and many times we think, well, we're, our life's okay. But let me tell you, if you're not functioning in the will of God, then your life isn't at its best. There's, there's just some things that's not firing like it needs to be firing in your life, whether it's your marriage, your finances, whether, uh, whether it's uh, relationally and some other relationship and you have in your life, your children or whatever. It, it, it may be health. It could be some various things. But the Bible says that we can have God's best in our life. And, and, and it all determines on where we are spiritually in our life. The Bible says this in 3 John 2, I don't have it on, on, the, on the screen, but it says this, Beloved, I pray that you, would be, that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And so how we are spiritually will determine how we uh, experience life in, 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 our, in this world. So Prover- uh, Psalm chapter 40 is where I want to take you to. Psalm chapter 40, in verse 8, it says this. It says, I take joy... In doing your will, my God, for your instructions are written on my heart. He says, I take joy in doing your will. It it ought to be the most joyous thing. The times when we don't have joy 
in doing the will of God, we're going to find out today, is because we're resisting or rebelling against his will. And that, that's, why, that's why we don't enjoy it. And so uh, I'm going to take you to Romans chapter 12, verse 2. One of my favorite scriptures, one that I go back to regularly, one that I encourage you guys to get in your heart and to, to get memorized and then allow it to become real to you. And I quoted it earlier, but I want to quote it again. And it's Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says, I, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of your mind that you may prove, remember that word prove, that you may prove what is the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Now, that doesn't mean that God has three separate wills for your life. It's all talking about the same will of God. It's good, it's acceptable, and it's perfect. And, and the Bible says that we can prove God's will. I, I, I was interesting, I mean, interested in what, what does that word prove mean? And as I, as I looked it up, I got excited because you know that, you know that every word, there's, there's a broader definition than what you're reading there. And there's other words that define that, especially uh, it was re- written in the Greek and translated into English. So I went to the Greek and, and looked at that word. And there's a few things that I, 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 I saw in this word prove. And that word prove means, it means to discern. You can discern what's the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. How do you do that when you renew your mind to it? Otherwise, you're going to be conformed to this world, this world's way of thinking, its, its methods, its, its perspectives, its values, its, its direction, its decision-making. It's, it, You've you, you got to be renewed to the Word of God. Otherwise, you're going to be conformed. You and I will be conformed to, to this world and its world's system, its world's ways, its world's way of doing things. And that's why you see this world so messed up and jacked up. Is because it's not being renewed to the Word of God. The Word of God is the will of God, by the way. Anytime I speak my words and I say something, I communicate something, I, 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 you know, I, there's things that I, I, like, I like the stage clear and I, I communicate to our team, let's make sure that it stays clear, that nothing's on there and, unless it needs to be on there. And, and I communicate, you know, what am I communicating? I'm communicating my will. True? And, and so your words communicate. God's word communicates his his will for our life, what he says, he's communicating to us. Listen, don't be conformed to this world. You're going to have to be transformed. You're, you're going to have to do something about it. Otherwise, what's going to default in your life is you're going to default to this world's way of thinking. You're going to fall back and, and, and you're going to miss the mark. And, and that's just, it's just going to happen. I, I don't care how good of a person you may be. You're still going to pick up the values in the culture of this world. Amen? Now, I'm preaching really well. You're not amening so good, but I'm preaching very well. And, and so we've got, to, we've got to be very, very, very careful because otherwise we won't experience the best. So it means to discern. You get to discern. That word prove means to discern. It also means, I love this, it means to cause you will cause the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will in your life. You cause that to happen. It also means to champion. You'll get to champion the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God for your life. And then it means to see fit. It just, it just, it just fits you. 
God designed us to be right in the will of God. If it fits our life. When we get out of, our, uh, out of the will of God, it doesn't fit. Not the design that God had for us. It doesn't fit. Uh, it doesn't fit in our marriage. It doesn't fit, you know, when we get outside the will, will of God. It doesn't fit in our finances. It doesn't fit in our, in our businesses or uh, business practices or whatever. It just doesn't fit. That's why things don't work like it should work. Amen? Amen. And so we, we need to understand that. But I also looked up the word good. That word good means profitable, generous, useful. That we might prove out the, 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 the profitable, generous, useful will of God for our life. I like that. It's generous. God's word is generous towards us. We'll never experience the generosity of God's will for our life if we're not. I mean the full generosity of God towards us. He's trying to pour out a joy on our life, a peace on our life that's uh, beyond our understanding. Joy unspeakable, the Bible calls it. The Bible says peace that passes all understanding. Why? Because he's generous God. That's who he is. And so he wants to prove out that good generosity in our life. Uh, the, the word acceptable means well done, well pleasing. It's well for us. It's, it's, it, it, it pleases us. And then just, just quickly, the word perfect means having reached its end, its completion, its maturity, its uh, fulfillment, its goal, its utmost in our life. God wants his will to be proved out in our life. Okay, all that aside, all that aside, I want to talk about the best for our life. And so I want to take you to uh, some thoughts prior to getting into that. First of all, let me just talk about the battle of, our, of the wills because, because we have a will and, and there's some different wills in our life. And if we will, if we will uh, submit our will. But before I do that, I'm going to jump ahead uh, and I'm going to look at Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19 and 20. It says this. I love this scripture. It says, if you are willing and obedient, if you are willing and obedient, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat what? You'll eat the best from the land. And I'm going to describe that in a little bit, but you'll eat the best from the land. But if you resist and rebel, you'll be devoured. It'll eat away at your life. Just Eat away at your peace, eat away at your joy, eat away at your marriage, eat away at your finances, eat away at your business, eat away. It just eats away, eats away, eats away. Why is it that it seems like you're agitated or whatever? Chances are you're outside the will of God. It's because, because you're, you're, there's something devouring, something eating away at you. We can, we can walk in a very chaotic situation and still have perfect peace. Remember when my little brother uh, took his life, and, and as horrible as it was, and as heart-wrenching, and as, as hurtful as it, as it hurt in, in our hearts, I, I still, I remember back, it took, going back, the Bible says that he'll keep those in perfect peace whose mind are stayed on him, that there was still a perfect peace that was, that was consuming and, 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 and guarding my heart and my life, that I still didn't lose my joy even though it was an unjoyous time. I, I was, it was a very uh, a challenging time. I still could be joyful in the middle of a, of a, a, a situation that couldn't change. It, it, it's, what's happened, happened. Just got to process through it and, and, and deal with it. 
Does that make sense? And so we, what I'd like to do is I want to talk about the wills here. There's, there's some challenging things that take place in life, and I want you to look at it. The battle of the wills. First of all, there's other people's will for your life. And, and I, I wrote this down. Nobody expects you to do everything. They just expect you to do their thing. In a church, as a pastor, not everybody expects me to do everything, but they, they just like for me to do their thing. Isn't that right? And so, so you've got people that they try to impose their will on you. Understand who's our aim. It's God's will. Secondly, the second battle is there's the devil's will. That, that, that will try to be imposed, that the devil tries to come and kill, steal, and destroy. There's things that he tries to influence. He did that with Jesus through temptation. He, he gave three different temptations that he came, and he tried to impose on Jesus. And Jesus said, I, he, he says, I resist you in the name of Jesus. Now, he didn't say that. He gave him the word. He says, it is written. And what he did is he quoted God's will to the devil and says, this is the will that I'm going with, not yours. And even when uh, Jesus was faced with going to the cross and being ultimately separated from God for just a moment so that we can have communion and relationship with God, the Bible says that he said, not my will be done, but yours, God. And so the devil wants to come and separate through imposing his will on our will. And then, and then there's three. Number three, this is one. This is where many people operate in, and that's your will for your life. This is your will. This is the flesh. This is your priorities instead of God's priorities. It's what you want instead of what God wants. I know what you say, God, but this is what I want. This is what I'm, this is the direction that I'm going. I know that you said this direction is the best for me, but I know better than you. I'm going to go take this direction. Let me tell you, our direction will always sell us short of his best for our life. And guys, this is where most people are and where most people live and where most people struggle is that it's their will. And, and we, we have to come back to this place where we are humble before him, that we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Because it's through humility that we're saying, God, we know that you know best. And it's what you say is best for me, and therefore I'm choosing your will over my will. And then thirdly is obviously the one that we are talking about today, and uh, or fourthly, I mean, is God's will for your life. And that's what we want, right? Can you see there's a battle of wills taking place? That There's this struggle that's going on every day, every day, every day. There's the flesh wanting what it wants, and you're like, mm-mm. And then there's, uh, there's the devil wanting what he wants, and then there's other people that are wanting what, they're want, what they want. And then, and then there's God saying, who's the gentleman that's never going to impose or enforce himself on us. He just gently woos us and, and he uh, presents himself to us and he says, you choose this day whom you will serve. Amen. Let it be your choice because he's given every one of us a choice. Does that make sense? And so there's that battle there, but let me just say this about God's will for your life. There's, it's twofold. And I'm just going to go as quickly as possible. It's twofold. Number one, there's God's universal will for your life. And what I mean by God's universal will, that applies to everybody. 
uh, and that's the majority of what uh, governs our life, and it's the Word of God. It's the values of uh, God's Word. It's the principles of God's Word, the priorities of God's Word. It's the wisdom of God's Word that's universal, that's applicable, not to just a few or to some or to the majority, but it's applicable to every human being here on the earth. That's the universal will of God for every one of us that, that's written down for you and I. And by the way, it makes if, if we go by that will, it makes the majority of the decisions for us if we'll just follow follow it. And then secondly is the personal will for your life, God's personal will for your life. That means there's some things like who you should marry. Some things like are not written in the word of God, other than the Bible tells us not to be unequally yoked with unbelievers. There's some, you know, some guidance and some wisdom, but it doesn't tell you go marry Sue. Don't marry, don't marry Jack over there because he is a Jack, you know what I'm saying. You know, don't marry Jack. Right? Isn't that right? And, and, and so you've got to seek God. You've got to be led by God's Spirit. You've got to understand and have a relationship, a personal relationship with God. But I'm going to tell you, if you'll go ahead and live the universal will, most of those decisions will take care of themselves. You'll be sensitive to Him. Here's the problem. When you're violating continuously the universal will, then you become insensitive to God, and therefore you have a struggle finding out what the personal will of God is for your life because you're insensitive to to, to him. You've, you've become dull to him. And the Bible says if we'll just prioritize ourselves, if we'll, we'll seek the kingdom first and, and his righteousness, then all these other things tend to be added unto you. And so it really works out for you and I. And so we, we cannot be violating the universal will and think that we can have the personal will of God just be so... Uh, so clear to us. It's good preaching. So we've got to have that. So what I want to do now is in, in the next few minutes that I have with you is I want to talk to you about experiencing, experiencing God's will for your life, which is the best. I think we've already agreed that it's the best for us, right? And And if you haven't agreed that God's will is the best for you, then you're in a good place to get your mind renewed because it's the renewing of your mind that you're able to prove what is the good, the acceptable, and the will of God. If you open your heart to it, you can sit under the Word of God and still resist and rebel it. The Bible tells us that. But I want to go back, and I just want to talk about, first of all, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19, if you are willing, if you are willing, Experiencing God's will for your life, number one, is that you have to, you have to will it. it you, you are, we're a three-part being. We're spirit. We uh, have a soul. We live in a body, spirit, soul, and body. And our soul is made up of, of our mind, will, and emotions. And so our, we have to choose it. We have to will it for our life. It's something that's not just going to automatically happen. You have to choose it. That's your will. Whenever you make a choice, the Bible says you choose this day whom you will serve. 
So we have to, we have to choose it in our life. And let me tell you, uh, this is why some some people are not experiencing God's best. They you can't be wishy washy about this. You've got to determine this is God's best. I don't care if it hair lips who, and especially yourself. If the flesh doesn't like it because the flesh wants what it wants, then you just got to tell the flesh, come into alignment because this is what I'm choosing. Again, your three-part being, your spirit, that's the real true you, your soul, or you have a soul, which is mind, will, and emotions, and you live in a body. And this body, this flesh is what gives you a hard time because it's selfish. It wants that extra two pies. I didn't say two pieces. I said two pies. (laughs) Others believe that uh, that if it's God, it's just going to happen. You know, God's will is just, it's God's will, so if it's God's will, it's just going to happen for our life. And, uh, and that's just not so. You know, people talk about the sovereignty of God, that God's sovereign, and, and you know, when they see things that happen, uh, they, uh, they'll, they'll say, well, it must have been, it's just God's will. Not everything that happens is God's will, because we choose stuff. And t- don't tell me that it's God's will that you go rob a bank, just because you willed to go rob a bank. And then that you got thrown in prison because you went and robbed a bank. Well, it must have been God's will. Oh, yeah. It must have been God's will because I, that was when I found Jesus when I was in prison. So it must have been God's sovereign will that I go rob the bank, get thrown in jail, and, 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 and come to find Jesus in, in, the, in, in prison. Well, I'm glad that you found Jesus in prison. I really am. I, I did prison ministry for several years. I went into maximum security, death row, went into women's ministry, men's uh, medium security ministry, preached at chapel, went to cell to cell. And, and I mean, I saw a lot of people. I mean, they, I mean, I saw a lot of people that were more free in prison than are out in this world. Because they came to know Jesus Christ. They gave their heart completely to him. Their life was transformed. They were getting renewed by the word. Changed their world. Rocked their world. Because they came to know Jesus. But don't tell me it's God's will that you be in there. You chose to get in there. Now God used it because God's good. And he is self-governing. He is sovereign. And God can, he can take the worst of situations and conditions and he can transform it and change it. And so, so you know, uh, you've got to will it. And, and, and let me just say this. You will it, you don't feel it. Pastor Bobby was saying that earlier, that we walk by faith and not by feeling. He, you know, we, 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 we will it, not feel it. Every day of my life, I jog. <laughs> Let me tell you. I mean, every day for I don't know how long, how, how long I've been jogging, for definitely over a decade or longer, 
Every day, I never not jog. Every day. Every day, every day, every day. Rain, snow, sleet, whatever. Sun, nice outside like it is today. Every day I jog. Not because I feel it, because I will it. There's just certain things that I will in my life that produces in my life. And if we'll will the right things, we'll have the right things. So we have to will the will of God in our life. Does that make sense? And and so let me just give you some reasons really quick why people don't will God's will in their life. They fear knowing God's will. You should... God's... He's loving, he's tender, he's good. The Bible, you need to get in the Word of God and see the character of God for your life. He never wills something for you that's going, to, that's going to be bad for you ultimately. Now, he might put you in some situations and have you go preach the gospel in a, in a dangerous situation so that those can be reached that, uh, that no, otherwise wouldn't be reached. I mean, I, you know, and the, the, but let, me, let me just say something about the will of God, too. God never, never did say that his will was comfortable or convenient. And he never did say that you're not going to suffer some kind of pain in the, in the midst of going. Every day I run and I jog and sometimes it's painful because my flesh is not wanting to do it. But I will it, not feel it. I mean, I do feel it. <laughs> but I go beyond my feelings. By faith. Amen? And, and, and then God will, you know, people think that God's going to ask them to do something that they hate. And, uh, and you know, God's not going to... Honestly, he's going to give you the, 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 the will to do, or he'll give you the heart to do what he wants you to w- do, what you need a will to do. Yeah, he'll give you the grace, the heart to do it. Now, in the flesh, you might resist it. You will resist it. You'll, you'll probably not want to do it. Because the Bible says in the flesh we oppose God. And, and there's other reasons why people uh, resist the will of God is because they think only a select few can, are, uh, can know God's will for their life. Well, that's not true. He wants us all to know. And, and then some people think that it'll, it'll lead them to a boring life. Oh, follow me, I would say. There's no boredom in my life. Or I'm going to lose out and miss out on something. Okay, let's move on. So it says we need to will it. Now notice that it goes on if you'll be willing and obedient, so you have to obey it. We have to obey. You don't don't experience God's best without application in your life. You've got got to act on, again, Pastor Bobby said, that you've got to go beyond your feelings and you've got to act in faith. You remember him saying that earlier? Yeah. So we got to act in faith. It's, it's, we, you don't experience God's best until you do something. You can't wait on it, and then when it happens, then you, you act. No, you act in order to see it happen. I, I wrote this down. Uh, Moses, he had, to, he had to lift up his staff before the Red Sea uh, uh, split. Uh, the, the leaders of the children of Israel had to step out into the river before it parted. Uh, the, 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 the guy that, uh, the man that was on the mat, he had to, he had to get up before he could walk and leap. 
And, and the boy, he had to offer the lunch before God multiplied it. There's just things that we've got to do. We've got to obey God in our life. We have to obey him before we see God act. I remember when we started the church, we started with nothing. I was telling the story. We were helping some churches out, and I was helping some story. I was telling them the story how we started. We, we had a dream. Sound like Martin Luther. Have a dream to grow a life-giving church. That reaches the lost, disciples the found, equips the next generation. Have this, have this dream, but we didn't have everything in place. We didn't even have a sound system when we started. We, I had to borrow my son's, back then, cassette deck, little boom box that sat on the stage, and he would have to push it to play the music, and my wife would sing open air and led worship on the, until, until Bobby and Vicky came, 20 Two years ago. And we just started. And then God began to help us take steps. Amen. And, and I could build on this and build on this, and you could, you could, I, I, I'm just, I just want you to know obedience is essential. You can't be a hearer of the word and not a doer. You have to be too. You got to do both. You got you to be willing and obedient. You have to be willing and obedient. Thirdly, let me just say this and end this real quick, and that's this. You have to believe it. You have to, be, you have to believe that if you will it and you obey it, that it's going to produce the best in your, la- in, in your life. And, and, and I, I looked at that word. It says you will eat the good of the land or the best of the land. You will eat the best from the land. That word eat means consume. You get to consume the best from the land. It means to devour. You get to devour the best of the land. The best that relationships has to offer. The best that friendships have to offer. The best that God has to offer. Uh, It also means to dine and feast. You get to feast on the best of the land. You guys are getting some of the best preaching in the land right now. Amen. You get, the, you, get the, you get the feast on it. And then I looked up that word best. It means goodness, good things, best things, prosperity. You get to feast on the prosperity of God, the best of, that God has to offer. And that's what he wants. And, and, and let me tell you something. Most people, and I will say this, and I, I will end with this. Most people like the concept of God's will rather than the, the, the actuality or reality of God's will. You understand the difference? Yes. See, there's a lot of people, they like the concept, they like the concept of marriage till they get into marriage. They, they like the concept of, of, of that companionship until they get into marriage and they have to work out the issues and the problems like every day. Like the rest of your life. Like there's new, there's new uh, issues that have to arise and that you got to deal with. Now, initially, they like the concept. And a lot of people, you know, I was talking to somebody just recently. They're, they're on their sixth marriage. And so they, you know, they, they like the concept. They like the concept. Now, thank God they're, 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 everything's well now in this marriage. And they're, they, weren't, they were not living for God before. And so, so everything's well now. Okay, so I just end that with that. But 
many people like the concept of it, but not the reality of God's will. For us as a church, we like the concept of, of growing. And, and, and I'm telling you, we're at a place where we're going to have to do some things. And we like the concept, but when it really comes down to it, there's going to be a few that won't like the reality of it because it's going to require some change. It's going to require adjustments and, and, uh, and doing things differently. And, and, uh, and so we like the concept of God's will rather than the reality of God's will. And that's where that buffet line analogy comes in. I like this, I like this, but that I don't like. But let me tell you, all of God's will is best for us. I have a feeling, I have a feeling, I have a feeling that this, this uh, series is going to transform some, some lives majorly, but I also have a feeling that it's going to tick some people off majorly, because the Bible says that the Word of God can offend people, and so it's going to be offensive to some because it's messing with your little world, your, your will in your life and not God's will for your life because it messes God's will messes with every area it messes with every area of your life it's like mess with my attitude mess with this but don't mess with my money don't mess with my relationships don't mess with you know whatever you name it you you just open your heart let the Holy Spirit speak to you Amen? Amen. So get ready, get ready, get ready, as uh, T.D. Jake says. Amen? Amen? Amen. Let's pray.